and welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast that is packed with stuff to do. This week, Adam's going putty. He's playing mini golf in Cheltenham. We've got a list of events from across the UK. George is hopping on some top theme park attractions. And we've got a craft that you can do at home. Episodes of Activity Quest always start with a fun kids presenter getting out and about and discovering what's happening near you. Now, Adam's at Mr Mulligan's in Cheltenham. It's a mini golfing venue that promises to challenge and excite. Here's how we got on. You're listening to Activity Quest. We're here at Mr Mulligan's in Cheltenham. Joining me now is Jordan. She works here. Jordan, we've just played a game of mini golf. But what actually is mini golf? The clue might be in the name. It's a bit in the name, so essentially thinking of a golf course in general, just much smaller scale, so a lot more challenges, because a lot more hills in a much smaller space. And, and yeah, basically just try and be a professional golf player to win is how you do it. <laughs> so how are you supposed to play mini golf then? We drop our ball down, we whack it, obviously we try and aim it in the hole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you basically pop it down, try and do it in the middle, basically where you think it'll be a best aim. Aim it towards the hole. I don't recommend hitting too hard, otherwise it'll go all over the place. And just try and get it in in as little shots as you can. It's your go. Oh, no. You're up. Oh, no. <laughs> I made the very silly mistake of attempting to take on Jordan, who works at the venue. She's played probably hundreds of games of mini golf. She was very clued up about all of it, which didn't bode too well for me. This is going to be testament. We're going to be here for a very long time. Trust me. We, we won't make it all the way around the course. All I'm doing here is embarrassing myself. And it's only hole one. They get progressively harder. How many am I on now? Four. Four? So is this just one of the courses that you've got here? Yep, so we have two different courses. Uh, the one we're playing is called Canopy Creek. So it's a slightly easier underwater to Jurassic theme. This is usually the popular ones for the kids' groups. Uh, and then the other one is Neptune's Mist. That's supposed to be a bit harder, and that is a shipwreck to jungle theme. So more popular with adults. Amazing. We're, I'm looking at a, a very big octopus right now. And it's, the thing that I love about this is that there are obstacles. You can try and hit it over from here, get it through that pathway to bounce in. Or you can start from this side and try and avoid everything. But that's a bit of a hill. When you design these courses, do you do it with a, a set route in mind for the ball to travel? Or is it very much, we're just going to chuck a load of stuff in there and, and hope that they figure it out? I think it was a lot of planning of, we have regular golf courses in their family of companies. So I think they went to see what works there and then advanced it for us to make it a bit harder. And then just made it progressively harder as it goes. <laughs> but it seems to work. We are now by the side of a mountain. A plane has flown into it. How do I do this one? And there is a propeller right in the middle of the golf course. Wow. It's, we're coming into... It sort of reminds me of Jurassic Park a little bit. Yeah. I think the concept was... So it's a lost world is our original concept. So in the lost world, we have our underwater. Take the bridge over, and then you get into a jungle that has Jurassic. You've had your crew that's crashed into our volcano here, so their plane's been left here. And then you just have to go through the jungle with the dinosaurs. I don't 
I'm being very brave. Very brave. <laughs> very sad three. Remember how I said I was taking on Jordan, the person that works at the venue and has played lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of games of mini golf? Well, this is where my game really went downhill. And we don't get special access necessarily when we make episodes of Activity Quest. Normally, there are members of the public around us. And in my case, there was a queue slowly forming behind me. And uh, I, can, I can only apologize. I have no idea. Six? Six sounds about familiar. There seven. we go, seven. seven. You'll you'll do better than that. This this hole. What do I do? This hole is the bane of my existence when I play. <laughs> if I have to go on a course and I go on this one, this is the most difficult hole I have for me. So me and the gorilla are not very good friends. So there's sort of a, an incline up to a box, and you're hitting it into the box. And you can't see, there we go, you can't see where on the other side of the box is going to come out. I had totally lost count of the score at this point, but that's fine, because mini golf is just a bit of fun anyway. But essentially the scoring system works, for every hit of the ball you make, you add one to your score. There isn't a maximum score, there isn't a score you should aim for, like in normal golf, you just keep counting your strokes until eventually you finish the game. And the person with the least amount of strokes wins. So we're totaling up the scores. Do you have a leaderboard? Not at the moment. We're trying to get one. But I don't think any of us will be on it today, to be honest. We have some (laughs) exceptional players in our venue sometimes that just... They'll come back and be like, oh, I just got three hole-in-ones. I don't know how. I can see the number at the bottom of the calculator slowly ticking up, and I'm not sure I like it because it's just past both of you. (laughs) You won! I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I should have known better. I can get more practice here being here, so... I should have known better than to take on somebody that works here. (laughs) However, how do you feel? I'm very proud of this, to be honest. Last time I played this, it was much worse, so... You just have to practice, obviously. So we just did 18 holes. You said that there are 32 here, though. What's the other course that people can, can try? So we just went on Canopy Creek, um, and that's 18 holes. Our other course is also 18 holes, um, and that one's called Neptune's Mist. That's a slightly more challenging course, and that is slightly different theme as well. It's a shipwreck, and then you lead into a lost jungle. And you've got pool tables here, you've got some... Did I see some arcade games? Uh, We have... So, yeah, we have quite a few activities now. So we have two pool tables, uh, two electro dart slings, which is the activity you saw. Um, We also have a ping pong table and now a shuffleboard table, which is all brand new, pretty much. It's great fun. Very popular here, to be honest. And if people... Do people need to book in advance? What do they need to do if they want to come down and play some golf? So we absolutely recommend booking in advance. Uh, they can do so on our website, so that's just mrmulligan.com. Um, we have quite a few venues, uh, but we recommend pre-booking on the website just because it guarantees your slot, makes everyone spaced out, so it makes it a bit safer for COVID distance. Um, and yeah, it's pretty easy to book online. You just reserve the spot you want for how many people, and then you just turn up at your time and you're all set. Thanks, Adam, and thanks to Jordan too. And remember, whatever you get up to, whether it's playing mini golf or something else entirely... We want to know. 
You can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. All right, here's what else is happening across the UK. It's short on Activity Quest to tell you about some amazing events that are happening around and about. The first one that we've got for you is Wonder Lab, the Equinor Gallery at the Science Museum in London, which is an amazing interactive experience which brings maths and science to life in wondrous ways. There's live science shows and demonstrations. There's wonderful science explainers that really reveal the beauty of the science and maths that shape our everyday lives. It's open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wednesday to Sunday. It's on level three. Uh, Sciencemuseum.org.uk is where you need to go to find out more. So if you're a big fan of the Fun Kids Science Weekly, then Wonder Lab, the Ecuador Gallery in the Science Museum, sounds like a bit of you. So if you fancy a bit of adventure, get yourself down to Woburn Safari Park. You can wind up your windows, important, because you don't want the animals getting in. Buckle up and get ready to meet the wildlife as your safari adventure begins. So the road safari at Woburn Safari Park offers a chance for you to see lions, tigers and bears. See, I told you you need to wind those windows up. You can find out more at woburnsafari.co.uk. That's W-O-B-U-R-N-S-A-F-A-R-I.co.uk. And our next activity to tell you about is also animal-themed, and that's Banham Zoo. Loads of stuff to discover. Banham Zoo is in Norwich. There's tigers, leopards, sea lions, giraffes, monkeys, and loads more. So who are you going to see first? There's over 2,000 animals from around the world. And you can find out more at banhamzoo.co.uk. And in the latest issue of BBC Match of the Day magazine, it's a real proper European flavour to this one because the Champions League is back. Yes, please. And so the UK's best-selling football mag has all of the info you need before the legendary superstar competition gets underway. And on top of all that, this is what I'm excited about, there's some awesome FIFA 22 news. There's scout reports on some of the top teams new faces from the transfer window and also some hilarious Premier League memes to get stuck into. So become a part of the BBC Match of the Day magazine squad and grab this epic issue that is out on Wednesday. Remember to check before you travel and book in advance where you can. And whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you. Now though, it's time for something new. Len Tester is a theme park ride expert and this summer he's been on George's show testing out some top theme park attractions. So it's time to bring those to you in Activity Quest and this first one is all about dragons. Len Tester's ultimate theme park rides. Right, so it's time for our first instalment of Len Tester's Ultimate Guide to Theme Parks. This is where theme park legend and all-round expert Len Tester will be talking us through some of the greatest theme park rides. We will then have a bit of a ranking and we'll be placing that attraction on our leaderboard and we'll find out at the end of this series which attraction Len thinks is the greatest theme park attraction in the whole world. So, Len... Let's get straight into it. Which attraction is the first one we're going to be covering? Um, something that might be familiar to many of your uh, listeners, George, and that's uh, the dragon at Legoland Windsor. Love that. I've, I've done that many times growing up. That was my favorite roller coaster. Um, and it's just, it's good fun, isn't it? 
It is. The thing I like about it is um, it's very family friendly. Um, so there's a, a one meter minimum height requirement. So roughly speaking, I think that's five year olds and up. And it's a it's a, a great, very gentle first roller coaster. The thing that makes it interesting because it's in Legoland, it's a roller coaster through a, a medieval castle built entirely of Legos with show scenes that include characters built almost entirely of Legos. And that, I think, is the most interesting um, part of the ride. But the thing that I think makes it great for kids is that it mixes show scenes, you know, going past these indoor um, scenes of Legos with sort of outdoor roller coaster experience where all of the turns are mild, all of the dips are gentle, uh, and there's no going upside down or anything like that. Um, so I think it's a fantastic first ride for, for everyone in the family. I mean, I do remember that was a ride that really got me into roller coasters. And Legoland in general is an awesome place. It's in Windsor. Uh, and if you don't know, it's obviously themed around Lego, but there are some fantastic attractions which are really good theming. And then when we talk about good theming when we're doing the mm-hmm. ultimate uh, guides to, to theme park attractions, what, what, what are we talking about? So a, a couple of things. One is you want to have a, an immersive experience when you're on the ride and whatever the theme is, whether it's medieval castles or you know being in outer space, you want to feel like you are in that environment and you are part of the ride. Um, so in that case, you, you're looking generally at um, large enclosed spaces or very detailed outdoor spaces where everything around you, everything that you can see contributes to the story. Um, that's the the key part of an immersive experience there. And I think the Dragon Ride, it does this nicely, doesn't it? It does. Um, so when you're outdoors, the thing that Legoland Windsor does very well is the landscaping around it shields you from seeing the other parts of the park. So, for example, if you were on um, the Dragon, you wouldn't want to see a ride with rocket ships nearby because that would take you out of the, the experience. So, OK, the Dragon Ride uh, in Legoland, it's the first attraction which is going to take a place on our leaderboard. So let's get down to the serious part then. Let's get down to the scoring. Um, So can you just run us through what the Dragon Rider is going to score for each of our criteria and then we'll come up with our total score. That's right. So our our two criteria are fun factor on a scale from one to ten and then innovation. How how novel is this ride compared to everything else? So in terms of fun factor for kids, I'm giving this a seven out of ten. And then for innovation, and I might be grading on a curve here, George, uh, I would say 5 out of 10. So total score, we're going for 12? 12 out of 20. 12 out of 20. Okay, so, well, it's obviously the first attraction that we've had uh, in the series. So it's going in at number one. I'm going to put it right here, (laughs) top of the leaderboard. But... (laughs) How long will it stay there? We're going to find out uh, when we have the second installment of Len Tester's Ultimate Guide to Theme Parks. Thanks to Len and thanks to George too. So we retired Craft Corner recently because we were all out and about doing stuff, but now schools are back and the nights are drawing in, we reckon it's time for a bit of a revival of the mighty Craft Corner. And this week, appropriately enough, it's mini golf based. Thanks, Bex. Yes, you might need to practice your mini golf game a bit before you go. I know I certainly did. And that's where this at-home craft can come in handy. And as always, make sure you have the help of a grown-up when doing anything involving scissors or sharp objects. Today, we're going to make our own mini golf clubs and holes. 
It's so easy. To do this, all you're going to need are some empty tin cans. You'll need some electrical tape, some glue, some lollipop sticks and a pair of scissors, plus some card to make little flags. You'll also need a strong card tube, like the tube that you can find inside wrapping paper. All right, to start, grab the tins and cover the inner edge with electrical tape to make the sharp sides safer. Remember, get an adult to help here. Then we need to make flags. So take your lollipop stick and some card and get creative. Cut the card into a triangle shape, glue it to the stick and decorate the flag as you like. Tape that flag to the bottom of the can and then lay the can flat on its side. And that's your hole. Repeat this as many times as you need to get as many holes as you need. I've only made three. For the club, take your tube and cut the bottom a few inches and then bend it inside out so it sort of kicks up. And that's it, that's your club. Mini or crazy golf is all about obstacles. So perhaps chuck some card on the floor, some clothes. They can be sand pits or bumps. You can find hollow plastic golf balls online that you can play with, or you can just screw up some paper. Move your cans around your space as much as you like. Just perhaps don't aim for the TV. Sorry, ma'am. Big thank you to Adam. Now, you probably do need the practice, let's face it. That is quite a good idea. Uh, and that is it for today. So we've given you stuff to do. Now it's your turn to do it. Remember, there are loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you like. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. Bye! The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.